Disability Cricket Podcast. As always, my name's Sean and I'm the host of today's show. And it's currently a Wednesday afternoon. It's the 25th of the 8th, 2021. And it is almost 20 minutes to 6. In a short while, I'm going to be, jo- uh, I'm going to be joined by James Wodster. Um, he is one of the coaches. He's an ECB Level 3 coach. And he is responsible for coaching one of the disability Premier League teams and uh, James coaches the uh, disability Premier League team called the Pirates so I'm going to be chatting to him about that I'll be chatting to him about his ECB level 3 coaching any experience he's got with that I know that he also played disability cricket for Shropshire and uh, I went to one of the games recently and saw him there playing and uh, we'll just have a general chit-chat about cricket, all the usual questions as well. And uh, James will be joining me shortly. <coughs> right, so I'm now joined by James Roger. He's now, uh, we've been speaking off air for about 15 minutes. Hello, James. How are you? Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you've been coaching in the Disability Premier League. Can you tell us how you got involved in that and, and and what team you're you're linked with now? Yeah, hi. So I was actually contacted uh, from the ECB. The England team manager contacted me uh, a couple of months, well, just over a month, two months ago. Um, he'd obviously seen what I've been doing within Shropshire and, uh, and the Shrewsbury First Eleven that I've currently coaching with. Um, and yeah, just kind of invited me along. He knew my links with uh, the Shropshire D40 side um that i've been playing in for the last couple of years um invited me along so my role originally for the the dpl was uh, a support coach um based on some one-to-ones that i was going to be working with some of the the players um and also a support analyst for the the competition that changed the the first week i turned up to obviously to to com- fulfill my role but um the Pirates head coach Sam Schofield had unfortunately uh, not been able to to get there for that day, so I slotted in with the as a head coach with the with the Pirates eleven. So, are you going to be coaching them for the other games as well? Uh, I hope so. Uh, I hope so. I hope I, there was word that I would be staying with the Pirates. I'm waiting on confirmation from the ECB um on my roles for the next two tournaments um i'm happy either way whether i slot back into my uh support role with the one-to-ones and the analyst stuff i think analyst is going to be quite interesting to be honest and will uh yeah definitely uh engage me and then regarding the the head coach obviously i'm more than happy to stay as I am. Obviously, I've, I've created a relationship with the, the, the Pirate Boys and look forward to seeing where we go from here. Yeah, so uh, the Pirates then. So you've got about 18 players. You've got deaf, Correct. You've got deaf players. You've got uh, yep. P, PDs and LDs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
and probably be about 18 friend requests on Facebook, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we quite got that far yet, but uh, yeah, the, the boys were, they were brilliant. They're very uh, welcoming. And yeah, like I said, the international players, it was very good to kind of pick their brains on where they're at and where they want to be. And then also for the the D40 players that had the invitation, it was it was good to kind of see their, their pathway and where, where they want to be and how they're going to get up to to the international level so so this all started on sunday did you have any time to interact with the players before sunday i didn't know it was kind of a a brand new thing we the the coaching team had had a couple of meetings um virtually obviously but uh, regarding the players no it was the first time i met the players on on sunday it was a a nice early morning over over in cheshire um, but yeah, I got to, to meet them all, or most of them, especially my team. Uh, there was a couple that, that couldn't make it, apparently. Um, so, so yeah, it was a, a very welcoming morning. I've seen some photos from Sunday. Yep. Uh, they seem to have... Uh, there's a lot of branding going on, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there is, yes. And I, I know you're partial to a bit of free kit. Well, yeah, what, what can I say? I love a good, I love a selfie and, and a couple of free kits, and yeah, it was it was great to be a part of. It was very, um, what's the word, opening to the the sponsors that have opportunities to do that. The uh, obviously the zing bales, the light up stumps. It was really putting disability cricket on a platform, That's really good. for yeah for for time to come and the goals that that the D, DPL have within the next five to 10 years is very, uh, very clear. And it, we all look forward to seeing what, what happens in, in the future. Okay. And um, so will you have many coaching opportunities before the next round of games, which is only in a couple of weeks time? Uh, I won't with the, with the guys themselves. No, uh, it's kind of going from tournament to tournament. Um, we, we've kind of assessed and analysed where we went wrong in the previous tournament um so hopefully we can put that into practice come come the morning of valley end when we we go in a couple of weeks yeah because your guys have played two games and they've lost two games haven't they correct yes so you've done the analysis there and you think you you may have worked out some uh, some some areas to improve I think so. Um, there was lots of positives to be taken from both of the games, actually. Um, we Batting tended to, to loose us down a little bit on both of the games. We struggled in uh, the middle overs and especially get, um, game one, overs 14 to 17. There was far too many dot balls for my liking in, in a T20. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's lots of... Um, areas that we've addressed and we've spoken about within within the the coaching staff and the players i like to get the players involved as much as as possible to hear their views um it's been discussed and like i said we look forward to to seeing each other all again at valley end and hopefully we can put areas that we we lacked more into practice um for them so the next fixtures in is it two weeks time yeah, so not this Sunday, the following Sunday in Valley End, Surrey. Uh, right. right, because it's a Wednesday, and let's just get my calendar up just to work out when that will be, because this episode's not going to go out till next Monday. 
right. which will be the 30th. So are we are we saying it's going to be Sunday the 12th? That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, because... Hold on. What day is it today? It's the 25th today. So this Sunday coming... Oh, this is going to sound really bad for people listening to this. So this Sunday coming will be the 29th, and it's not the 5th, it's the week after the 5th, so it is the 12th. That's right, okay. <laughs> right. There you go, that's a minute of poor... And, so I, we've won't, got, and I won't be editing. We've got the the 5th is Valley End, the 12th will be away at Loughborough. Right, so, so it's, it's the 5th Valley End, which is Surrey, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's two T20 games, isn't it? Com- yeah, exactly, yeah. And then the last week, it is uh, a 40-over game. Is that right? Or yeah. Is it 50 yeah. Overs, 40 overs? No, it'll be 40 overs, uh, and that's at uh, Loughborough. Okay. And you've been selected for this because uh, you're also, obviously, because of all the good work you've been doing uh, with coaching, and you've got your own coaching business as well. Uh, it's Thank because you. you're an ECB Level 3 coach, aren't you? I am, yes. And when you did that, you mixed with some... Uh, some proper cricketers, didn't you? When I say proper uh, cricketers, yeah. I mean former pros. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I did, yes. It was, uh, yeah, very eye-opening to the the level three course that I did a couple of years ago. Um, brilliant time to to spend with uh, some of the guys. Do you want to name drop some of the people you were mixing with? <laughs> I was waiting for the name drops. So yeah, we had uh, Jonathan Trott, Gareth Batty, Jay Dernbach, Darren Stevens, Charlotte Edwards. Um, and that's just to, to name a few, really. And then we went down to, they were kind of the the international guys, obviously, bar Dan Stevens. And then we went into some of the, the Somerset lads and um, there was a couple of the Bears players. Um, yeah, it, honestly, it was it was great to kind of touch shoulders with, with these guys. And I learned lots um, from them, never mind the, the coaching course itself. Right, you're probably not aware of this uh, because I, I have spoken to you and you haven't listened to any of these episodes <laughs> before. <laughs> right. You're making me sound bad now. <laughs> yeah, and I consider you a friend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I do apologise. <laughs> right, no, it's fine. Uh, but there's a section in the podcast where I do say, who, who, were, your, who were your cricket role models growing up? Uh, just oh. to give you an... Uh, uh, I spoke to Kev Baker the other day and he said all his role models were in black and white. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he, he mentioned David Gower. So, yeah. uh, obviously, you're going to say Jonathan Trott, are you? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm not, you know. Obviously, he's a, a great player and his his mental strength as well as uh, his, his tactical and technical game was, was fantastic. My kind of role models growing up, one from the very early days was my dad. Simple as, was going to... From a very young age, I was going watching my dad play county cricket, he, um, and then playing most of his time at, at Whitchurch. Going into the professional game, oh, it's got to be Brian Lara. Um, I'm a left-handed batter, and watching him bat was just, yeah, it was incredible. Um, and obviously, you got that. You got that five. Was it five hundred and one? Not five hundred. Yeah, five hundred and one. And then he's had a couple of. Uh, doubles and triple centuries along the way, hasn't he? He's just, he's just an all-round great. Uh, Ian Bell was another one. I, his cover drive was to die for. And then Freddie. It's got to be Freddie Flintoff, one of the the, the overall greats, those 2005 Ashley series. Yeah, he, he's a serious player and goes up in, on the list. So th- those are just to name a few, really. 
Right, and, and how long have you been involved in disability cricket? Because it hasn't been long, has it? No, not at all. So I actually have cystic fibrosis. Um, I started within the Shropshire D40. Uh, it's about three years ago, maybe four years ago, but had had a bit of a tough time. So my first game with the, the D40, I actually played with a collapsed lung, which, yeah, I don't recommend that at all. <laughs> it was... Uh, I did all right in the game, to be honest. I've got 40 yards. I had a runner. Um, day later, I was in hospital for for two, three weeks. So uh, yeah, it was it was not great. Then over the last couple of years, 2019, I had uh, a double. Uh, sorry, I had a, the other collapsed lung. I was on pretty much permanent oxygen, and I was six months off a, a double lung transplant list. So I was in a bad way. The um, my professors at Liverpool Hospital were were kind of like now is the time to stop playing cricket, stop coaching cricket. I was going to have to look at well, one how I'm going to save my life, and two if if I did, what direction am I going to go in then? So obviously mentally I was in a bad way, um, but then this new treatment came about and pulled me back round, and since then. Touch wood, I've not been back inside a hospital for treatment, which has now allowed me to get my playing side back on track um, and then also my coaching side. So, yeah, I've been played a, a couple of games for the D40. A lot was we missed out a lot this year due to the weather, um, but I would have been playing back in the D40 squad this year for Shropshire. Um, and then on the coaching side, I've managed to sign with Shrewsbury Cricket Club as the, the first team coach in the Birmingham Premier League. So, yeah, it's great to get my, my cricket coaching as well as playing back on track since such a bad year in 2019. Uh, you mentioned that your dad was a role model. So how old yeah, were you when it... you started playing cricket? Wow, I think I was, as soon as I could stand up, really, he had me down the hallway with a, my mum's hairbrush. So my mum... As, as a kid was like, right, he's not going to have a cricket bat until he, he can make his own decisions. Well, that was fine. But in the end, we started using a hairbrush. So I had a hairbrush and, and a big, big, uh, big ball. And we, oh yeah, I just used to smack the hell of that out of that going down our hallway when I was about three, I think, maybe four. I was very young. Um, and then it was more to the stage of my mum was like, well, if I can't beat them, I'll join them. So I then got a cricket kit and then my mum decided to do a level one coaching course. And here we are now. That's, that's great. And um, bear with. What you could say. So just backtracking a little bit, I should have asked you this. And I did, I did cover this in the email I sent you about the DPL. Obviously, you've got to know the 18 players you've got. Are there any standout players who you just think were, were exceptional? Yeah, obviously, we only had the one day, so two games to kind of see players. Um, the guys that stood out for me were, were kind of clear above others. Uh, Callum Flynn, so obviously he's part of the England setup, but he he's our captain within the Pirates, I think. His batting ability, but also he can turn his hand with the ball. Uh, yeah, really stood out. Johnny Gale 
and Liam O'Brien both stood out for me within their, their ability to bat. They looked set, they looked quality at the crease and they looked busy. They constantly looked to score. Uh, and then also a bit of a, a wild card for me is uh, Jack Perry. Uh, he's within my squad within the Pirates. He can hit a long ball. I don't know whether you've seen him play. He can. Yeah, he plays yeah. Cheshire, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, I played against him actually myself when within the Shropshire D40 a few years back, and I think he got ninety odd that day, and yeah, literally took the game away from us himself. Um, but yeah, definitely one to watch for the future, especially within the DPL and the international setup. I remember when we played against Jack. Um... We always struggle to get him out, and he always scores quite big against Shropshire when we used to play yeah. at Cheshire. So yeah, I could I could imagine he was one of your standout players at the weekend. Yeah, he's they were all really obviously good everyone's players. there on merit as well. So completely, everyone, so. everyone is due a good game somewhere as, as well, aren't they? Yeah, so. everyone's there on merit, and everyone's got a point to prove. Everyone, like I said, is fighting for to show off. Um, maybe an international call for those that aren't currently within the setup and those that are in the setup are looking to prove a point that they're there for for a reason so it was great to see i do feel looking at the 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 fixtures that we had the other day it's uh, in cheshire that that you could clearly see who the international players were um obviously we only played two games that day so there's still Another another couple of teams that I'm still yet to see, but and I look forward to to doing that. But definitely, it is a massive opportunity for these players to to kind of cash in and perform and show off their skills and talent. Another thing I ask everybody when they come on the podcast, James, is if they've got a disability cricketing story they'd like to share. They don't right. necessarily have to be funny, but <laughs> it does help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's just a personal story that they don't mind sharing with all the listeners. And as you can imagine, this is a, this is going to be episode 37. So there's yep. quite a few stories already out there in circulation. Oh. And obviously, uh, but, but bear in mind, I understand you're now going to be a, a disability Premier League coach. Yep. And you don't want all these players coming up to you and just saying, oh, I, I heard that story. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. For it. So maybe it might need to be a bit of a clean one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Obviously, I'll, I'll keep it clean. Um, I kind of took myself away my uh, my main story would have been playing my first d40 game with the collapsed lung but i've kind of spoken about that already so my other one would mostly be 2018 we got through to the national final where we played hampshire down in arendale which wow what a place that is beautiful place but obviously you're aware it's a long way so we went down the night before, stayed in a beautiful hotel, had some good food, arrived at the ground that the next morning, and uh, the bus well, broke down. <laughs> wow! Not the completely bus. Completely. It was Shrimpo's. It was Shrimpo's it, Land Rover broke down. Didn't it, it? Yeah, Paul. Paul's Land Rover. So it was. We were already behind schedule, and we had to leave him there. So we were. We turned up at the ground with one man short. Um, but uh, yeah, warm ups were done. We played. I think we lost literally by ten runs. Ten, ten runs. It, we got close. Kev, my opening partner, got got a few, didn't he? he got ninety hundred, I think. I was twenty odd, and then chipped one up, which was great. Um, but the story comes back from 
the way home. Um, we finished the game presentations and then got straight on the bus and headed back up to Shropshire. Well, it was quite a journey, about five hours, I think. And I had the least, I'm, I'm not the tallest of guys, but I had the least amount of leg space going. Um, so, Which is surprising, really, because there was hardly anyone on the bus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they'd, all, they'd all managed to get tack, uh, lifts elsewhere. But, yeah, so decided, I think you were on the bus as well. I was on the bus, yeah. Yeah, so decided to kind of make a bed for myself down the aisle on the floor on the floor with, with bags behind <laughs> bags behind my head and and all the well at the time the rubbish wasn't there but as i fallen asleep and the rubbish kind of gathered around me then the bus driver hit the brakes and luggage and people come flying on top of me so yeah it was definitely an eye opener it was good funny at the time uh, or funny now, I should say. Um, but then after it, I ended up in hospital for for three weeks, I think, just through exhaustion. I can't even speak exhaustion with um, my CF and. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure sleeping on the dirty floor didn't help. <laughs> no, well, I was tr- I was trying to get a little bit of sleep wherever I could. Because I remember when, obviously, when we nearly crashed and she slammed the brakes on and we all went flying. Yeah. I remember, obviously, you were asleep on the floor. Uh, I remember you you getting up and there was a cigarette end on you. Uh, <laughs> but bearing in mind, none of us were smoking on the bus. No, I <laughs> we no, got no idea, idea where that this cigarette from. end came from. So, obviously, the bus, <laughs> the bus was a bit dirty before we even got on. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, well, it's, uh, yeah, definitely memories. It would have been a, a, a better memory if we'd have won that day, but it wasn't to be. We were outclassed a little bit by a very strong Hampshire side. Yeah. And we all got home at, I don't know, oh, two I in the don't... morning or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a ridic- <laughs> ridiculous time in the morning. Right. I'd like to thank you for joining me today, um, James. Obviously, No uh, problem at all, Sean. Obviously, um, I'd like to wish you and the Pirates all the best of luck in your, in your next three games. Um I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Cheers for having me on as well. It's good to to come on, but also to catch up with you. Um, it's been a while. Well, I saw you the other week, didn't I? I saw you the other week at Reeking College. Was that, yeah, was that only the other week, was it? Was Seems what. When, you, when Shropshire played... Um, that was the, yeah, the one that, that we... Uh, about a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I played with you the other week at, at John oh, McIntyre's 100 game, didn't I? Of course, yes. That that was a yeah, a very good game. It's just obviously sad to hear that of his passing recently, but uh, it was a great great event, and I was very privileged that he asked me to captain that one. That was uh, yeah, very good. Yeah, it's great. It was a great day, um, and a close game in the end as well. Got down to the final ball. Yeah, charity game, charity T Twenty game going down to well, it's a hundred at ball actually, going down to the final ball. The crowd definitely got their money's worth. Uh, do you remember that great catch as well? I did remember that great catch. <laughs> I did. I did. Shame yeah. it wasn't for us. <laughs> Caught cool. our opener, yeah. <laughs> our, our opener that happens to be a Worcester Academy player yeah. that was going to score all the runs for us. And you go on as a an 11th man for the Sub-field opposition yeah. Yeah, and catch him out. Great. Cheers for that. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, was, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't win, could I? If I dropped no. it, I'd have been... You know, I'd have been in trouble. And if I caught it, I'm in trouble. So Yeah, exactly. It's a lose-lose. 
well, a win-win for the opposition, weren't it? <laughs> Completely so, yeah. Right, Completely sorry. So. Um, right. So thanks for joining me today, James. And obviously, I wish you all the success with this um, DPL. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.